We are here with Richard Horvitz. What's it like being a voice actor here at Rock and Shop? Talking to Mr. The Dome. Spooty, spoot, spoot. Eh, 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 Yes. Hello. Hi. I am Zim. Yes, yes. You're part of the collective now. Muscular Beaver, whoosh. Just kidding. It's being like this. Hi, I'm a voice actor here at Rock and Shock for Sci-Fi Saturday Night. Could we have a better intro than that? Yes, you could not. Sci-Fi Saturday Night. Sci-Fi Saturday Night. We will begin a mass invasion. Tell your people to surrender now and avoid war. Don't think you get me so easily. It is now time for us to put Earth under our roof. It's your sacred duty to tell us the truth. Confess, confess that you've been guilty of witchcraft. You expect me to believe that you can overrun the entire world? We cannot be defeated. We have never been defeated. That is the message. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Sci-Fi Saturday Night. Hello and welcome to TalkCast 261 and this week's edition of Sci-Fi Saturday Night. I'm the Dome Chief Pontificator and and manufacturer. Joining the TalkCast tonight, the rest of the Gang of Four, in the Revere Time Vortex, our technical omnivore. She runs everything behind the scenes, and if I could just say right now, I hate Microsoft, and that's all I'm going to say. It's our own girl genius, Creon. Well, you're um, sort of like clipping there with your mic, so you may want to turn that down a bit. Just saying. And that could help. With Lovely. And... Um, the other thing I had to say was I'm pontificating a little bit right now and I was just thinking as as I played that intro for the second week in a row um, that when we started podcasting <laughs> years ago um, I remember listening to other podcasts which is a thing I did at one time <laughs> and listening to their bumpers and thinking wow they have such cool people we'll never get that many cool people to do anything like that for us and now I feel like they could be jealous of us over here. Who else gets muscular beaver? Seriously. <laughs> muscular beaver. I know. Bitches. <laughs> yeah, we have, have to thank Ricky for that. Absolutely. From the stacks of a person's calm space in the dank dungeons, only into a winter zen garden, meticulously growing artificial snowflakes, it's the current kitty poker champion of Massachusetts, Zombarian. Me and my mad poker skills, especially my intensely blank poker face. <laughs> intensely blank and intensely poker. like the universe and anything and is currently developing a holographic simulation of Agent Carter who she's going to give to Joss Whedon if she could ever let go of it herself. Please welcome Sir Sarah Lady Knight. Someone on the internet was mean about Peggy Carter today, and you're going to hear all about it really soon. Wait, stop the presses. Someone on the internet was wrong? Right? I know. It's terrible. What? This this situation must be rectified. Immediately. Immediately. By me. 
specifically by me sending them hate mail. I think yeah. that is the answer to all of our problems. I think so. Potentially. Yeah. Oh, lovely. We're going to send yeah. hate mail again. Our guest tonight is artist. E-comic maven and personal advisor to Kelly Clarkson. Griffin S. <laughs> I, I Don't laugh at Kelly Clarkson! What's wrong with true. you? <laughs> I didn't laugh at Kelly Clarkson. I laughed at the idea of me being an advisor. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, you're right. It is kind of fun. <laughs> We're going to start off the show uh, and talk about uh, who's, who's been a really good friend of the show since uh, God, I think the beginning. Well, uh, you're going to talk, Shaw, and we're just going to uh, hear like random breaking up because you're breaking up. So, that again, being said, still? we're going to talk about Bob Shaw and how awesome he is. He's one of the awesome purveyors of Comic Art House, which you may have heard of at the end of every single episode. Why? Because they're awesome, and they love us, and Bob loves us, and we love Bob. Would someone like to take it from here? Someone else want to expound on Mr. Shaw? I, I'll, I'll definitely give it a try. All right, well, you sound okay now, so let's give it a shot. Okay, good. Uh, Bob recently had a heart attack, and unfortunately, due to the serious nature of the heart attack, he's going to be out of work for a couple of months. And, and for those of us who know Bob, he runs Comic Art House. He, he is one of the chief guys who runs Boston Comic Con, Rhode Island Comic uh, Rhode Island Con, uh, Kineticon, and he's he's a constant con circuit. Isn't that what it's called? That's not okay, you're breaking up again, so I'm gonna take it over. Um Bob needs help. We often sort of highlight a Kickstarter of the week. Well we don't have a Kickstarter of the week, we have a GoFundMe of the week. And it's Throw Bob Shaw a bone because he's laid up, he's hurting, he's our friend, and he deserves a break. So, there'll be a link on the podcast page. We love ooh, you, Bob. Ooh, I can use my powers for evil again like I did when the neighbors were being loud the other night. Okay, go I for just it. had jaw surgery and they literally broke my face. And it would be really awesome, you guys, if you could turn the bass down because no, no, it's totally no, you're wrong now. Floor. That's the oh, wrong no, no, no. thing. It would be totally awesome, you guys, if you would give money to Bob Shaw because there you go. I, there you go. I, no, but Let's... in all seriousness, I just sat at home for a month out of work, and it's actually not as much fun as it sounds. Especially when you're recuperating from a horrifying from a trauma. So, yes. so, Bob, we love you. Our thoughts are with so, you. Give a hoot. And, and everyone, give Bob. throw throw Bob a couple bucks. Do it. You know, healthcare in America. It's not cheap. Fuck yeah, or something. Anyway, America. that was very rousing. Eh? Thank you. Speaking Thank of you. America. Speaking Let's of America, Captain America, Captain America, and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Speaking of America, I think we're going to talk about Agent Carter. Oh, okay. Before before Don't we talk about that. this, let let's just get straight the Marvel Cinematic Universe and what is and is not included because we had this discussion before the show, and I feel like many old people, 
like Dome, are confused by this. <laughs> oh, might <laughs> be. Well, most of everybody confused by this. You're just used to things a certain way, Sunny Boy. And, <laughs> and you know, you want to tell exactly. You you want to tell those X Men to get off your lawn, which is what the Marvel Cinematic Universe is all about. Um, the Marvel Cinematic Universe <laughs> is the Marvel Cinematic Universe instead of, you know, the, all the movies that feature Marvel characters because of copyright and how much it sucks. And Because when be- Marvel before, they sold their best characters off uh, the movie rights, and then now that they have a lot of money, still can't buy them back because Fox is like, no, we're just going to keep remaking Wolverine movies, so fuck you. Because, let's face it, it works. It It totally works. I mean, who can blame them? Yeah. I mean, I can, but... So, the X-Men are not... The X-Men are not part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. However, the new Spider-Man, I believe, is. I thought I saw Um, Spider-Man on this list. Possibly. No. 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 Uh, oh no no no! Daredevil. Daredevil is the one I was thinking of. Daredevil. Sorry, not Spider Man. They both have red yeah, costumes, guys. Marvel Cinematic Universe. But, they um, both have Spider-Man, red costumes. They did work out the deal to have Spider Man come into the Avengers verse, but they worked that out with Sony, so it's Marvel right now. Well, the Avengers verse is the Marvel um, Cinematic Universe. Rumor and not deal. Right, and technically they don't own Spider-Man, right. so he owns it, so they had to borrow the rights to use Spider-Man in the, in the Avengers verse. And, if that's true, Sony's wicked smart. Just saying. Because yes. they'll, they'll be making... it's true, though. The article that came out about that was a rumor. Well, it, if... It was actually denied by Sony oh. later. Dear Sony, yeah, unfortunately, dear Sony, that, but reasons you should do this. Reasons you should do this. Now, just imagine... A dollar sign with some number and then six <laughs> zeros after it. Potentially seven zeros. Potentially nine so zeros. zeros. So many, so many zeros. zeros you don't even know. Because that's how much money you would make if you allowed that character to be part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Because Joss Whedon. And awesome. And it would be all but no work. They're stupid. Like, they don't even have to make the movie. They yeah. just have to sign a piece of paper. Exactly. 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 But no, copyright and law is so fucked up. <laughs> you know, people people make poor business decisions and everyone suffers. So, to reiterate, X-Men and the Fantastic Four are not part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Their movies do not cross over where, while the comic books maybe do. So let's just get that through um, your heads and Marvel, now. The Marvel Cinematic Universe isn't even allowed to say the word mutant. So even though we have Quicksilver and Witch in Avengers Age of Ultron, they are not mutants. They are, quote, miracles is the term that they've been um, using to describe them. Um, and they're more like science experiments than um, mutants. In, I guess AKA that's how they kind of actual mutants. Sigh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm wondering if they're going to get into their parentage at all. Because I find it really interesting that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is so much all about this whole 
family and parents and convoluted who's your daddy stuff. <laughs> literally who's literally your daddy. Literally <laughs> who's your daddy stuff. Yep. And they're not going to be able to say, hey, these are Magneto's kids. No, they can't. They absolutely can't. Yeah, I think they're they're going to have some sort of different origin story because they can't. Yeah. Yeah, I I mean, it's the same. It's the same reason for for the most part that in the Hobbit. Remember, in that first Hobbit movie, you know, Bilbo's asking Gandalf, "Are there?" are there other wizards? And Gandalf is like, yeah, there are other wizards. Let's see, there's the two blue ones, and you know, I just forgot their names. Guess what? He didn't forget their names. He's not allowed to say their names because they don't have the rights to them. They're freaking names. It's ridiculous. It's stupid. No, I'm serious. That's exactly exactly why he said that. The blue wizards have names. Now to thank the world for lawyers. Right? The blue Lawyers wizards have the blue wizards have names. They're mentioned in the Silmarillion. The Silmarillion is not copied by J.R.R. Tolkien. The copyright Copy belongs right. to Christopher. Christopher not being dead yet, we're gonna be waiting a long time for that. We're gonna be waiting a long time for that one. We will not be alive. We will not be alive. So you know. Unless. You know we could say the names right now and nobody would sue us. You no. vastly Rude. underestimate the Tolkien estate. Seriously. <laughs> uh, I, I would not. I would not say it. I'm not even thinking them, honestly. I think they sued one or okay, the, the they? names of the two blue wizards are Izzy and Larry. <laughs> I said, sue me. Fuck you all. I'm pretty sure that's not actually it. Anyway, so so now we can all agree <laughs> that copyright sucks and it stops people from creating awesome things. <clears throat> so yeah. now we can move on and actually talk about fun things. Oh, so I'm gonna use Lisa talking about eating Yeah, um, eating Carter. I'm gonna stay in the one thing a little bit. Um, on Tuesday or on, on Wednesday, Entertainment um, released an article with the headline, Ahem. Agent Carter ratings drop again. Does this hurt female Marvel heroes? So immediately, I'm livid because I'm really glad that we're pinning all of our hopes and dreams for, you know, future female leads. One show. One show that most of the, you know, the DVR ratings haven't been released yet. Like, this is just watch ratings during um, a blizzard that we're pinning all of our hopes and dreams on and that if this show does poorly then we don't deserve shows with female leads because they don't sell also so tell that to the incredible well, hulk, everybody knows that right? or the hulk like so the the first hulk movie tanked so there's another one that also was kind of she so why is the whole so? So the solution to that is make a third one, obviously. Right, exactly. <laughs> like, so we clearly these are all movies, right? So we should just forget about the Hulk and forget about male leads, right? Because they don't sell. Because yeah, that one right. movie didn't make a bajillion dollars. So this article 
really pissed me off, and I was yelling at people on the internet about it. It's fine. I don't have any problem. Um, but it just pisses me off that um, we're we're doing this. Oh, sorry, I'm I'm talk loud. Um, we're doing this thing where a we're uh, the end of the the article kind of ends with maybe Netflix's aka Jessica Jones will fare better, and um, why are we a hopes and dreams on this show and b pitting our female leads against each other? What this means is that we need a wider range of female leads, not oh just thing we don't we shouldn't have any female leads at all. We're done. Is it is experiment failed? Let's back to my name, Chris. What Sarah, you're, you're, you're breaking else. up a little bit because I think you're just so impassioned that the microphone can't even handle it. This is true. Can't even handle you. True. So screw those guys. More than ah, the, the moral of the story is playing it, Chris. I'm but we do snap judge shit all the time. <laughs> but the problem is we don't get to say the problem is when it's a woman, we get to say, oh, this means all female superhero movies are going to be terrible, as opposed to, wow, maybe Peggy Carter is not the one we should have pinned all our hopes and dreams on. Maybe we shouldn't pin all of our hopes and dreams on one series. Maybe we should make a wide array of them, like we're right. doing yes. with our male characters. Exactly. Chalk. That's the oh. point. Yep. And like Hey, the- guess what, Kriana? Yeah. Guess yeah. what? Guess what? Guess what? Joss Whedon agrees with you. Shock! Ah! <laughs> I haven't even read the article, but I'm just going to go with it. Um, according to this headline here on my show <laughs> roster of headlines, <laughs> Joss Whedon says sexism is preventing female-led superhero movies. You know what? And to, take this, and to take this out of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and into the DC Universe for just a oh, second. Oh, are we going there already? Just just a second, because I was pissed off by this again. It's it's like, you, you know... You these out so that this wouldn't No, happen. I know, but it's like the red tail hawk sound. Once you know ah! it's wrong... Once you know it's wrong, you can't stop... You can't unhear it. You can't stop hearing it. You can't stop seeing things that are wrong once they're pointed out to you. And... The last Flash that we watched, I'm not sure if it's the current one, so spoiler alert, maybe? Not sure. Um, is, is the one where maybe. the cold dude and the hot dude are, like, trying to kill the Flash? <laughs> Captain Cold, the cold dude and, and the Hothead. Hot I think it was Hothead. Or- I, I, don't th- I, don't think, I don't think either of those are right, honestly. I think you're making these up. I got yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm exactly s- the scientist guy who makes them up. Well, well, and actually, this, the scientist guy is kind of my point, because, so, so they're like, hmm, the Flash has friends, and so they're like, alright, we're gonna, we're gonna kidnap one of the Flash's friends, so who do they kidnap? Durr, obviously the girl tech, because he wouldn't have saved the guy? Question mark? <laughs> but, but then, but then, one in the but wheelchair. then, didn't get away on his own. I know, because that, well, I mean, he might have been hard to transport, honestly. He doesn't seem to leave that complex. So, so one of the other two, one of the other two is honestly understandable, but, like, it was definitely gonna be the girl. Definitely gonna be the girl. And and you're like, 
then it was the girl. And then he doesn't even save her. It's the other two doofuses. <sighs> but at least it well, was it him. That's the important thing. No, not at least it wasn't him, because it's still the damsel in distress being saved by the big strong men, who are actually doofuses. Although, there was a really awesome nod to her having some agency, because she's sitting there saying, don't do it. Don't do it, you dumbass. Do not do it. And then he doesn't listen to her and sets off the tripwire. But it's still crazy sexist. Think about that being reversed. Yes, it is. I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying that... And, and, and it's no. there's literally no reason for it. it. It would have made zero difference in that entire plot if it had been the guy. I think it would have made more sense if they had been like, let's kidnap wheelchair guy because he can't run away. No, because he stays in his heavily fortified complex all the time. He rarely leaves. But she was out visiting her, like, buddy, and he's been out and around, you know, like, bringing stuff to the police station back and forth. They had opportunity for both of them. Yeah, but, and um, just to play devil's advocate here for a minute, he is the gadget guy, which is why he's the one who went to the police station. So the only time he left the heavily fortified fortress um, in that episode was to go to the police station and be surrounded by cops. Right, but she you know, was out he, they, they also so have much. a home. Like This other guy obviously lives there. They go back and forth to their respective apartments. They don't live there. They don't? No. The I thought they did. The important part of any of this is that no matter what the scenario was, somebody wrote that entire scenario so that she would be the one out. Exactly. True. For no True. apparent reason. Literally no reason. Anyway, so that was stupid. Also, Iris is they stupid. Have written a, they should have written a scenario where it was the wheelchair guy because he makes the most sense to kidnap. And it would have been yeah. funny. The banter would have been a lot funnier. That's why I kidnapped. <clears throat> He's yeah. clever. Yeah, and when they found out that he could actually stand up, it would have been ridiculous. But well, and he should have, and he would have been like theoretically, he would have been lighter than the other two to lift and carry after he was drugged because of muscle atrophy. And then like, he could have surprised him and gotten away because he's not actually paralyzed. And then we could talk about ableism instead of sexism. It's true. But instead, we're talking about sexism. Good job, Flash. All right, let's go back to Marvel for just a minute. And talk because about David David Tennant. Da- David Tennant. Yeah, you knew I was going there. I love you. <laughs> yeah. How did, first of all, how did he get out of our closet? Um, did you leave it open I, again? No, remember <laughs> how the cat learned how to open doors? God damn it, Malcolm. <laughs> I think the cat let him out. The cat taught David Tennant to open doors. Yes. yes. There, there is actual video of our cat opening doors. The cat has also learned how to break child locks. Send help. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> when he grows his own thumbs, you won't hear from me ever again. Go ahead. Talk about David Tennant, for God's sake. So you know how David Tennant was really awesome as Doctor Who? And everything and he's ever done? Well, I'm going to contend that David Tennant is way better as a villain than he is as a good guy. Or at least morally ambiguous. 
he is one of those few people that swings from wonderful to <laughs> really incredibly terrifying. And the only other actor that's ever really done that for me was Robin Williams. Who, if you don't remember, in the late 90s slash early 2000s, starred in a series of really unfortunately scripted but brilliantly acted horror movies. I thought you were going to say, if you don't remember, he's dead. <laughs> oh, that was <laughs> like, honestly, that's where I thought you were going I with that. I'm so glad you no. didn't say that. One hour Holy photo. Worst, mo- mo- worst writing I've ever seen, and he manages to still make it terrifying. Because he's terrifying. terrifying He is terrifying. But anyway, so David Tennant, he's going to be a villain in a Netflix Marvel collaboration. Speaking of female superheroes. With with his sexy Scottish accent, I hope. Oh, God, I hope. He's got the eyeliner again, though, like he did in Yes, the guy liner. Can't get enough. Oh, yeah, no, I know what you're talking about. Freaky Friday? Fright Night? Fright Night. Fright Night, yep. The, with the Friday. eyeliner and other pants. But we don't Jamie Lee Curtis! <laughs> oh, my God. Jamie Lee Curtis and Robin Williams with David Tennant. What more do you need? <laughs> really? Honestly? Nothing. <laughs> I think that would be fine. There you go. Well, good. That's the best movie Did it just ever, get hot right in here, or is it just me? <laughs> <laughs> wow! Hi. I like how you went from we went from Dark Shadows to Freaky Friday, and then we got Fright Night. Oh, I knew it started with an F. Leave me alone. Freaky had Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. But also yeah. the inimitable Jamie Lee Curtis. Yes. Okay. It's at the point now where we've assembled all this information. And we've about run out of time. So we need to have a sound effect right here for that. And everybody gets one more story. We've not run out of time. We have four whole minutes. Exactly. So everybody gets one story. Make a sound effect and everybody gets one story. All right. Uh, Which one do you guys want? Like, uh, we could do wink. Or we could do something a little longer. Like, um... No, that one's stupid. Excuse me. <laughs> that one? That one's not bad. That's not, not bad. bad. That's like a door. No? <laughs> no? Yeah. Oh, that one's annoying. Stop! Oh my god. We're gonna go with this one. Okay. There it is. Okay, at this point, everybody gets one more story before we go to the guest. Sombrarian. Do you have one? Oh my gosh, Hermione is going to be Belle. But I mean, there's going to be a live-action Beauty and the Beast movie, which I'm really excited for. And Emma Watson, queen of my heart, plus everything, is going to play Belle. Doubly so now. Like, that, that's, like, your yeah, dream. Yeah, I know. Like, like if Rihanna, you could have done one thing, like, and, and made one thing in your life happen, I feel like that may have been it. If if um, Jeff Bridges plays the Beast, maybe like young Jeff, no young Jeff Bridges would have That's, to play the Beast. All okay. right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go next then. I'm gonna take two stories, but one topic, and go for Constantine. In that, 
Constantine, they've produced a claymation short about Constantine trying to save his own show from cancellation, which he better. And number two, <laughs> the last episode really highlighted Chaz and explained why he keeps coming back to life. Spoiler alert, it's awesome. I know, that wasn't really a spoiler, but it's fucking awesome. <laughs> and if you're not watching Constantine, cool, yeah. what are you doing listening to our podcast? Stop listening Hit the fucking pause button, go download it from Kickass Torrents, and then come back when you're done watching. Oh, or do I not think you can that. also stream it right now. In demand. Can you? Yeah. yeah. Well, what if sure. you don't have cable? Uh, yeah, the whole. Then you're fucked. Yeah. Well, popcorn time. Oh, not that I'm endo- Not that um, I'm endorsing popcorn time. But I'm endorsing popcorn what? time. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so my news story is that um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. released a preview of the mid-season premiere during uh, Tooth Car, and oh my god, I love shit. Go watch it. It's great. I'm really excited. Um, I think this season is just going to get better and better, but unfortunately, when it premieres again, it means that Agent Car is over, and I don't do it with my life. Okay, I'm done. Well, what you can do with your life is watch Agent Kerr on Popcorn Time. Next. Dome. Oh. Okay, my, my last uh, quickie is... Uh, <laughs> Let's not I've call it that. Let's not call it that. <laughs> All right. Can you not? <laughs> I've been waiting for the Warshawskis to come yeah. out with a good movie since the first Matrix movie. It hasn't happened yet. Matrix 2, Matrix 3 was horrible. Uh, Then there was, uh, oh, God, what was it? Just uh, uh, Speed Racer was horrifying. Cloud Atlas was just a muddled crock of garbage. Yes, they saw. Jupiter Ascending premiered two nights ago. And I'd seen some of the ads for it, and I'm going, you see, they're going to be really good or really bad. And it was really, really bad uh the surprise screening at sundance oh, no. did not go well there were empty seats through and a lot of people walked out Who's before the, the main over. guy butterface what's his name um uh butterface yeah channing tatum channing tatum oh, he's so gross Ugh. he just he <clears throat> looks like he needs a shower all the time. Okay, quick poll before before we end here. One one more one more uh, one more story. Does anyone watch the strain on this show? No, but I, I actually don't. read it and it's um really good. Okay, well it, it's it started back up again. There was a there was a thing about it. I thought, hmm, maybe I should watch that. No one here watches it. What do you think, listeners? It's my pathetic attempt to engage our listeners. It may not work. They're not speaking back to me so far. I think that's a good thing. I was going to say, you didn't eat that pause. They don't say that. Put it on Facebook. Oh, yeah. Let's put it on. All right. All right. I'm going to put it on Facebook right now. So if you're listening to this, go on Facebook and reply to my status. I'll I'll post it as myself, not Sci-Fi Saturday Night, but on the Sci-Fi Saturday Night page. And tell me if I should watch The Strain. Question of the week. All right. Anyway. (laughs) <laughs> it's this is this is our guest song now. Oh god, there's guest song.
It, it's it's really the a... news song, but you know, <laughs> whatever. Stop calling it that. So, joining us for the second half of the podcast is Griffin S. Griffin, who's been here like more times I... than almost anybody. Hey, Griffin. I think I live here now. Yay! Well, there's a cot in the back. <laughs> Welcome. So, when we booked you for this show, you had said, I want to talk about my new web comics." I have a bunch of stuff, but the webcomics is probably new. And unfortunately, since I told you that, I, I had two, and I killed off one of them because things have been weird lately. I've been job hunting, and it's terrible, so I lost time. And I had one where it was a woman who... She died in the zombie apocalypse, and her disembodied ghost and her zombified corpse were now roommates. And... While it was enjoyable and hilarious and the premise was fantastic, it was a lot harder to write and with three panels in color, so it was a lot longer to draw. So pushing to shove I had to kill that one. And and speaking because you're you're our dear friend and I feel like I can tell you this without hurting your feelings, it was hard to follow if you weren't there from the beginning. <laughs> no, it was because the the Patreon no, site totally does agree. doesn't let you like go like seamlessly from one to the next so it's really hard to start from the beginning and then it was not followable just jumping into the middle but the other one is no, super awesome to make up totally. for it i'm glad that you think that because the other one is absent-minded friends which is a one panel per um i don't know what to call it one panel per comic uh where it's just a random thought that i spit out and they're usually partially informative and partially mocking and always ridiculous <laughs> it's kind of like xkcd with better art that's what i think oh that's, 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 I'm that <laughs> that's one. a I'll great totally take that i like that yay i don't know I, re I really like it i i look I forward facts of information i look forward to it like i saw one oh. hit my inbox tonight and i was like oh gotta read it gotta read it it's gonna be amusing yes, that one i was really excited about that one because um i i was studying snowflakes because of the blizzard and i found out that there is really nothing to the idea that um all snowflakes are unique like that's oh my god griffin lie. you so have no I idea i that. talked about that last week and no one believed me oh my Sorry, god i know there's only six different constructs and there's they're always excited, and there's a limited number of co uh, combinations. In 1988, a woman named Nancy Knight was uh, analyzing snowflakes and came across two identical column structures. Yes, and even <laughs> artificially grown snowflakes are oh, not yeah. perfectly symmetrical. Like, it's snowflakes kind of grown in ideal, ideal, ideal lab conditions are not perfectly symmetrical. So everything you thought you knew about snowflakes is wrong. It's the end. Crazy. Love Zombrarian and Griffin. But I told you on my first so that I could talk the fact that uh, that people aren't unique either. <laughs> yes. One of the coolest things that I like about absent-minded friends is you're in it. I <laughs> I do do that sometimes for that one. I, yeah, the one, the one of the, that, I love, uh, that I came across the other day was practice makes awkward. 
Uh, <laughs> because I've seen you in shows do what you're doing there. Yeah, at conventions and even now, like, I'm playing a specific character is very charming and witty and on the spot with my good comments and jokes. But if you get me in person, I wasn't expecting to talk to a human being. It doesn't go... Like, I went out for coffee maybe two days ago. No, three days ago, because it was pre-Blizzard. Pre I went for coffee at, like, 9 a.m. with a friend of mine, which I don't leave my house that early, typically. So this was going to be the first people I talked to that day. And we went to the Starbucks, and you know how Starbucks, they come up and they go, oh, can we get a drink started for you if further back in line? Um, they did that, and I thought I would be funny, and I looked up and said no and quit asking in a slightly aggressive tone, or at least that's how it formulated in my head, but I ended up shouting it way more aggressively, so the whole room freaked out. <laughs> and I immediately started oh, no. laughing hysterically, trying to apologize in between breaths, and like it just did not go over at all. <laughs> so I don't go into that Starbucks anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it, it's kind of a very introspective look at you a lot of times. I, I try. I make. I try. So this this is the thing with a lot of the projects I work on. I really, really try not to put anyone out. Like with the podcast that we've talked about on previous episodes, um, the phone hugs and therapy. I have a very strict, it's the one thing that the more creative West and or dislike about what I do things, I think, but I have a very strict boundary of, like, we're not going to make fun of the, the conditions, and we're not going to make any cracks about, you know, minorities, or, like, we're not going to take the cheap jokes that are uses, and I just refuse to let those happen, and with this, I, I refuse to make fun of anyone but me, so I tend to be the product of most of the jokes if they're personal. <laughs> <laughs> So when you put these, <laughs> is it like based on an event or based on just one of those thoughts randomly comes to you and you just start working it out? I try to aim for Monday, Wednesday, Friday. It used to just be Monday, Friday because I had um, uh, Zombie Spec on Wednesdays, but since Zombie Spec died, I tried to span it out. But like, if I don't have an idea, I'm not going to force it and get a bad comic just to fit the time slot. So Monday and this past this past Monday and Friday I didn't do anything because of all the prep and had a commission that was due that was going to be really complicated. So I've been on a nosedive for that and the resume stuff. Um, so I didn't get anything done until today. But I'm trying to get back ahead of it for the Patreon people because that's the, the whole point. They're supposed to see them before they happen. And if I'm doing them last minute all the time, that doesn't really work. <laughs> For those of our listeners who don't understand the Patron model. Patreon. 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 It's kind of weird. It's, it's, it doesn't make sense if you just try to explain it, but it's basically, as Kickstarter is one big money gather for one big product, Patreon is a much smaller, like, people donate a dollar a month or a dollar per video or something to people who are putting regular content. So you're basically supplying, you're supporting an artist or a creator in a way where you're giving very little amount of money for a lot of little um, rewards so that they basically get a salary every month as opposed to 
um, trying to fund one big project. You're, you're being a patron instead of kickstarting something. That's the easiest way to split it. And it's, it's a steady form of a trickle-down income for you. Yeah, right now I'm, I, I have about 21 backers and I'm getting about $75 a month from them. And that's nice to know that that $75 is coming every month. But the, the goal, of course, is to get enough backers donating like a dollar or two um, so that, you know, I, I'm starting. I would love to get to the point where I don't have to worry about rent every month. That would be fantastic. <laughs> and then I can just keep creating more psychotic things and, and way more of them. I could spend all day every day making nothing but new prints and giving them out to my backers for free. And it would be beautiful, but I'm not there yet. That's what I'm trying to go towards. Well, the Patreon model is a new model, isn't it? It's pretty new. Um, I don't remember how long it's been happening, but it's been at least a year or two because I've seen it around that recently. And I actually found out about it because uh, a friend of mine who, you know, I don't know if you guys know the Postmodern Box Band, um, but Scott and, uh, well, I guess Scott who runs the Patreon side, but I found out about it through him because we were talking about how he was doing well with that, and I'm trying to now make it work for art, which is a little bit weirder, but it works. So I've been doing um, monthly featured art where I'm doing like a specific postcard that comes out, and I read it for stationery and for a coloring page, and then I do the print versions of webcomic that people can download and print themselves, and I have options for like free monthly commissions, or I guess not free, uh, for monthly commissions that you're automatically lined up for and stuff like that. And everyone who gives $2 or more gets a birthday card sent to them that I hand draw on their birthday. So I'm trying to come up with creative ways to like make sure that people are getting something for the money they're handing me because I don't like handouts. So I'm trying to make it work. I also still want a salary because I want to do this forever and not panic. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're, you're good at it, so that helps. I try. And the, the tricky part is that I recently figured out, and this was problematic, in my website email list, um, I've been re making these really marketing-friendly, like, very professional and structured announcements. And then I remembered that uh, everyone who followed me on my email list, I met at a convention, so they know this version of me where I'm charming and personable. And then I've become all stone-cold and business-like on the email, so I totally made the big apology email to everyone and then fixed it, and now I just kind of babble like I'm doing it now. <laughs> so it's really a vast improvement. I am glad to hear that, because I was really like, once I realized once I realized the mistake, I'm like, wow, I have totally just been like, hey, let's be friends. Now here's all my business stuff thrown down your throat. And I'm like, I don't want that. I don't even want to pretend on that. That's what I'm not good at. I've been fired from every professional job I've ever had. Anytime I've had a boss, I get fired eventually. <laughs> now you're your own boss. It's That's so meta. It's so meta. <laughs> I, I fire myself sometimes. About once a week, I fire myself. <laughs> Fair enough. But no, I eventually so get to the job, fine. and I'm not... Oh, yeah. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. I, I, I would eventually get sick of it. Usually what happens is somebody would hire me and we got along great. And then they leave and somebody else takes over as my boss and that person doesn't understand me or understand what we're doing. So then 
they start changing things and I have no interest in their changes because I know why they're bad, or at least I think I do. So I dislike my job, but I'm not an adult enough to quit. I just keep collecting a paycheck until they're forced to do their job and get rid of me because I know that I have already secured my previous um, recommendation from the that hired me, so I have no reason to try to garner favor with this new jerk. And it's very, it's, I'm not designed for group activity, is really what this comes down to. Got it. <laughs> so, at this yeah. point, um, zombie spec is been taken off the boat, and you're concentrating yeah, on absent-minded friends. Absent-minded friends is definitely the focus. I'm hoping to go back to Zombie Spec, but it's not. I have no plans of when that's going to happen. So, absent-minded friends, and you can find that on any of the shaded areas, anything. Which, if you go to any social media, anything, type in shaded areas, you will trip right over me. And you have Valentine's that cards, was right? Do have Valentine's cards? I have a brand new Sherlock Holmes pinup, which is. Part of my Valentine's. I have 11 different pinup Valentine's that are available on my website at shadedareas.com right now. And if you order them in the next 48 to 72 hours, then I can still get them to you in a time frame that will, you'll have them by like the 5th to 7th. So you can guarantee that you can mail them out to people if you need to. Um, but yeah, I have a Cookie Monster pinup and a Loki pinup and my Tony Stark pinup and my new. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, Sherlock Holmes pinup. And, uh, I feel like you should submit anyone who buys a Cookie Monster pinup to the sex offenders list. Just saying. The Cookie Monster pinup, the person who commissioned it, it's it's the same person who commissioned this, the Captain Picard pinup, and it's Picard. Picard is laying in his bed in just boxers and boots and holding up his cup of tea, looking at the viewer in a smirky sort of way. And Cookie Monster is not actually a sexual pinup. Cookie Monster is sprawled across the floor, and there is a plate of cookies and spilled milk, and it's and he is looking at the cookies, or at the spilled milk in panic. The reason why it feels weird is, A, because I have other male pinups, so you make the association if you've been flipping through the book. But more importantly, you can see Cookie Monster's legs, and you're not used to that, so it feels weird immediately. So people make the assumption, but there's actually nothing sexual about it. It just is kind of cute if you've only been exposed to that. Hmm. That's my argument. I'm sticking to it. <laughs> I don't know if I buy that, but okay. You have an honest face. Some people some people do buy it, but I know you have. Uh-huh. You bought my Captain Jack Harkness, though, so that's okay. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> But but what the world really wants to know is would you do a custom knitting doozer Valentine for no one in particular? I think we should talk about this when the show's over. Absolutely, I would. I like this Yay. hypothetical question that you've just posed <laughs> <laughs> because everyone clearly wants knitting doozers, and not just one specific person who may not be on this call right now, depending because she's not saying anything. <laughs> She's probably wow. doing it again. Wow. I just Good. I just realized how much work I've done for you people. <laughs> I I've done so much artist's work just for you folks. Well, what can I, I say? I did the big settlers of Catan. Like the Settlers of Catan group here. I did well, I mean one of them was for yep. Drew, who I did the uh the 
the True Blood, the True Blood Rub It Up Dub Three Men in a Tub thing, and then I did all the wedding <laughs> art. And but yeah, you guys, yep. you guys have ruined my my progress in certain ways, <laughs> which is totally neat. It's too bad we like you or something. <laughs> Weird. I mean, whatever. I think the worst thing if you want to talk do, about me, like, is <laughs> yeah, I think the worst thing that we do, however, is we'll, we'll just sit with you and go. Do you ever think about doing this? Do you ever think about doing that? Do you ever think about doing this? And then, <laughs> oh my god, you like, know what you should do? Later, it's like, this one. This, this is probably my biggest problem, is that I have an infinite number of ideas, like a tenth of which are mine, but the other 90% are just dumped by other people. But because nobody's fronting the bill for the first one, I never get around to them. <laughs> hmm. Because that's the trick. I need to get someone to commission the original idea, and then I can take the original and put it into print so that other people can enjoy it. But until someone pays to have the original made, I can do nothing. And that's just... I, See, this this is problem. my strategy with Rhiannon's chibis. As I know... Well, now I know. I didn't know before. But now I know if I commission one member of the Fellowship of the Ring, that eventually she's going to come out with the rest of them if I can wait. And no, I didn't wait on purpose. It just sort of happened. She just did them all at once. And I was like, oh, but I only commissioned these these two. And she was like, I know. I just did them. It's like, okay. Hmm. I've had similar moments. Right now, I'm really... I have a a ruby rod from the Fifth Element pinup that I really want to do. But I know I have to do a whole bunch of other stuff to go along with that. So It's a I vicious, vicious it. snowballing cycle. Of wonderful. It is, but snowballing's kind of gross. Wait, what? What? <laughs> I don't hear what you said. What? Nothing. What? Yeah, nothing. Nothing at all. What? Huh? Huh? <laughs> Who? <laughs> Pear fairy? <laughs> Seriously, we've got to start commissioning. What? We've got to start commissioning finesse things. I would say, I would say, everyone, Zombrian, I can hear you going nashi nashi in the other room, and you're still muted, honey. <laughs> uh, she's still doing it, and still, she just said, yaha! Okay, and, and I would tell you to, to Google funashi, but you probably can't spell it, because I can't spell it, so hold on. I'm gonna paste the spelling into the Skype chat well, here, and then and then you guys can. Oh my gosh! It has to be the Call Me Maybe one, <laughs> or or the one where Ozzy Osbourne pushes him into the pool. Yes, <laughs> that no, one is fantastic. It into the pool. Pair pair self. Pair self. The p yes. it's a pit. Pair. Yes. Pear fairy. Japanese pear fairy. Mascot of Funabashi City in Chiba. Yeah. And when asked, are you a boy or a girl? Funyasi always says, I'm, I'm a pair. pair. I'm a pair. Oh, that's pretty good. Usually yeah, when it's somebody like, gives me an and or, I always say yes. <laughs> it's like gender awesomeness from a Japanese cartoon character. Pear fairy. Perfect. Anyway, on that note. Uh oh, are we out of time? No. Kind of. Oh. Alright, fine. Kind let's of out of time. Let's yeah. talk some I more. Fuck it.
Oh, okay. What? No, oh, no, no. What am I supposed to do with the rest of my- Alright, alright, alright. I have nothing to do. For reals, for reals. For reals, now I do the coming up calendar, Sir Sarah. Okay. Sir Sarah, I will tell you oh, when you're sorry, supposed sorry. to talk. Okay, so... Next week, Jim Dyer's coming on to talk about his Gramps, who is C.M. Eddie Jr. And I'll know who that is by next week. On the 14th, Valentine's Day... Uh, Joe Schmalky is coming to talk about his new comic, The Infernal Pact. Week after that, Veronica Bailey of Storied Threads. And on the 28th, Once Upon an Apocalypse, editor Scott Goud... Shit, I used to know how to pronounce his name. No, I overthought it now. I overthought it now. It's, it's over. And, and Rachel Kenley. Um, and then on March 7th, to make this a round month... Uh, Jim Martin, for reals this time, puppeteer of Sesame Street and the Great Space Coaster. What's a smudgin? We'll find what? out. Sir Sarah. Yes. So, Sci-Fi Saturday Night is the official podcast of Boston Comic Con, Granite Con, Rhode Island Comic Con, and Booze.com, and ComicArtHouse.com. Visit ComicArtHouse.com for the best deals on original art from dozens of your favorite artists. Tonight's outro music provided by Lawrence Made Me Cry. Check out more of their grooves LawrenceMadeMeCry.com Tonight's intro music provided by Rob Watts. Find more of his creations at RobWattsOnline.com Don't- I want to thank Griffin for joining us tonight. Griffin, you're always welcome here. God knows why anymore. But you are. And I want to thank Cass <laughs> for putting up another hour of Skype and Microsoft and uh anyhow from the roof here time for next to sweetheart time for Kriana and the woman of words I'm very thank you Lisa. What is a smudgin? Nobody knows. Okay. <laughs> from our own personal galaxy, our own Bethara Lady Night. Thank you, darling. Peggy. And this is Dome saying. Thank you for having Jeannie, me on. Share oh, WSPR, I'm, I'm, wait, no. Share serious lessons increased. Thus, the we are up to entropy. Don't do that anymore. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Good night.